everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And with us today, we have two special mm-hmm. guests. This is our first time having two people on, Sarah, it besides is. you it and is. I. Yay! We, <laughs> we have Becca and sister, author, Juliet Highland. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, okay, we've we've started asking, which we should have done all along. How's 2021 going for you ladies? <laughs> <laughs> this you is want to start the, cat- the categorically romance <laughs> historical archive. Okay, the snapshot yeah. in history. How is 2021 going? <laughs> I mean, we're all still here. So <laughs> That's like the, that's the bar right now yeah. to be set. We're all still here. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in the, I feel like I'm in the same boat. So, but edits came back for my sixth book this week. So Yay. that's fun, right? So there's a bright, bright spot. Celebrate Is where this you the can. one that's coming up? The one that's coming up or no? Are you working no, on something else? No, that one's already out. No, this one should be out. It's a duet actually with um, mm-hmm. Scarlett Wilson and it should be out sometime. I think it's either a February or March release. Oh, yay. And it's oh. good. Oh my gosh, because of course <laughs> Becca's read the book. Can we, can, we, can we talk a little bit about it or no? Is it secret, secret? Sure. No, we can talk a little bit about it. It's a um, so it's set in Washington D.C. and it's a NICU. So, um, and it's two sisters. And um, Becca, would you like to say the line that you gave me that definitely appears in the book? Do you remember? Everybody needs a palate cleanser (laughs) (laughs) because the because the. Um, the heroine, her, she was engaged and she found out that the, the fiance actually had an entire other family and she found out when the Ooh. wife texted her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that thing that happened down in Texas, Brie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Becca gave me, she's like, well, everybody needs a palate cleanser. So her sister actually says, you know, everybody needs a palate cleanser and the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. get else. under somebody. Yes. yes. <laughs> What's a girl to do? What's a girl to do? Right? Those right. lines were actually provided to me by my sister and do appear in the book. There you go. Oh, I love it. I love Always it. happy to help. I know. Sisters coming through. You know? And so, uh, go ahead, We have to Brie. preface this. We have to preface yes. this, right, Sarah? Like, yeah. this month, well, this is this is our first Wednesday in August episode. Mm-hmm. Juliet's solo interview is coming out this month so we're not going to spoil stuff for her episode but yeah we're so excited that you came back <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the first time I don't know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm happy to be back and happy that Becca came with me because she's actually she got me more hooked into category romance than than anybody like that mm-hmm. is definitely the kind of the origin okay, story there Becca. of her kind of doing it Tell us all the things, Becca. How did you get into it? Spill the details. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I read, it was, um, I think I was, I was like 17, and I read um, Nora Roberts, McGregor Bride series. Mm-hmm. And my mother had them, and I was like, what are these? And so I was hooked. <laughs> so, so then I went to um, a military college, and... I needed something that was a little not so Military. male. In, yes. 
but I was on a budget because you know you don't. I only had um, a couple of dollars every month to spend, so I had to pick from all these category books. Like, okay, what can I pick? So it was hilarious because you would go into the store, and the first year I didn't. The, you don't have a car where I went to college for the first two and a half years. You take buses to places. Okay. And I'm, I would spend like an hour at, at the store looking at the books. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, I only get one. I got to pick one. <laughs> so my, my cup of tea is, you know, special editions and medicals. But that's when I started branching out to other ones. Like, oh, what is this? What is this? And I was, of course, hooked by the titles. So if it's a good title, I was like, hmm, I need that. And there were times I would literally take the book and I was like, I like this, but I can only pick one. So I'd put it behind like five other books <laughs> and be like, I'll come back. Maybe it'll be here. <laughs> shelving, your own personal shelving. Yes. That's right. Yes. I was like, maybe it'll be here when I come back. <laughs> but then I, uh, then I stumbled on the, um, the American romance and the Western romance line. And then I was like, oh, I'll just buy these. <laughs> these talk to me. These are, you know, who doesn't need a cowboy in their life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of funny because as, you know, as you, as you, you know, grow older, you know, different types of things in your life happen. I find myself gravitating towards different lines. Um, but like right now, like I, medicals, I love medicals which is why I told my sister that she needed to write medicals. Like, why would you not want to write this amazing line? <laughs> She's like, well, I've never read any. Then I was like, are you kidding me? Go pick up a medical book. The best peer pressure that's ever happened. <laughs> She's quite skilled at that. Yeah, I am, yes. But it's just, it just kind of different from, like, the arc. Like, because before, like, you didn't really talk about the fact that you read romance books. Mm-hmm. And like throughout my military career, I used to get my six books a month and I would take one book and that would be my quote unquote traveling book that I would take when I had places to go. Mm-hmm. And I would rip the front cover off and I would <gasps> rip the back cover off. I know, right? Really? <laughs> but I would put it in my cargo pant pocket in my uniform. Mm-hmm. So then I could read it at my leisure and nobody could tell what I was reading. Yeah. Ooh, smart. Those mm-hmm. cargo those cargo pockets can fit a category romance in it. Yeah, Ooh, like, you're yeah. smart, Becca. Yes. <laughs> and and then you know the time came when I had my second my second child and I was like, I don't care, I'm gonna read whatever I want. And I kept those beautiful covers on. <laughs> I'm just like, you took one book when you had to travel? Like, like just one? <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't want to rip the covers off. I know. All of them. So it was like, okay, which one is the one I'm going to take with me? Because it had to be one that I could stop reading and pick back up whenever I wanted it to be. Okay. So it couldn't be one of like the ones I was very excited about. It's like, no, I have to finish this one now. It's like, no, it needed to be something. I was like, ah, I can read this one because obviously I was going to read it. But it needed to be something that it wasn't the next part in the series I was reading or something else. Yeah. So did you start doing the subscription? Yes. So okay. I've done the I've done the, the book subscription, like the hardcover books, mm-hmm. and now I'm on the ebooks. Cause about let's see, four moves ago <laughs> it, it came up that I had hundreds of books. And we moved so often, my husband was like, Becca, 
what are we gonna do with these books? And I was like, but I love these books. Yeah. <laughs> and then I pared them down to like the important books. So I had like 20 of them and I donated all the other ones to my library. Oh, wow. And then we moved and I started collecting books again. And in two years, it was time to move again. I had the same problem. And he was like, Becca. And I was like, I know, we just had this conversation. <laughs> The way my subscription works. <laughs> well, because there there came a point like I couldn't get I couldn't get the the series I wanted the lines I wanted in the stores, so mm-hmm. I had to go to the subscription to get yes. them. And he was like, "Well," and I was like, "Look, I'll go to eBooks, but I have to keep a couple." And of course, I kept a couple. I kept like ten books. <laughs> um, I kept some Safe Harbor Medicals, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept um, some of the rebels from the, the American, the American line, the Western line. Yes. And then we moved again, and the movers lost that box. Oh <gasps> no! Yes. Oh, I with two Harry cool. Potter books. I don't care about the Harry Potter books, but they lost the the ten <laughs> books that I I chose to oh, keep. No. So now I only do the eBooks. I do have. How many books have you written, Juliet? Four so far? Uh, uh, there are four that are out. So I have well, four hardcover books now. <laughs> well, and you have the last one because the meds aren't coming out in hardcover anymore. So that is true. Wow. So, so now got... I do all ebooks. So um I thought I actually so, had one. I don't. I don't actually don't have one of the hardcovers over here. I don't know that you guys have ever seen a category no. hardcover. Oh, no. I have one right there. You want me to get I it? Have, gra- yeah, yeah. Gra- grab it. I would yeah. love to see it. Yeah, because they actually, because I actually didn't even know when I first started writing category romance, because you get like all of the different editions that they send you. Okay. And I didn't realize that they had hardcover books. And my very first one, Unlocking the X Army Dog's Heart, I got the hardcover and I opened it. Like I opened the box and I was like, my books are in hardcover. (laughs) I was so excited. (gasps) Oh, I'm jealous. How did we Look not at- know about this? Sorry, I listeners. Are they Mills and we'll Boone? figure out a way to yep. link this. They're below. Mills and Boone. That's okay. why. Yeah. So they're so they're Mills and Boone. So they come out in hardcover. They used to come what out in hardcover this? in the UK. I think they may still come out in hardcover in um, Australia. So I may still get some hardcover. I don't know. They're gorgeous. But- Oh yeah, Sarah. We have to go to Australia. I have I have one hardcover that I found in a thrift store. It's an old romance novel, but it's an ex library copy. So and it's a large print, so that's all I've seen. Like you know, they'd make them large print hardcover, yep. but I have it over oh. on my shelf. But yeah, it's a regular is- print. Oh wow. Okay, so and I, it I is don't- the pediatrician's twin bombshell. Oh, fantastic that's the, book. That's the one that we talked about when you came yep. on, Juliet. Stay yeah, tuned for one. info about that book. <laughs> Sarah, we have to go to the UK. I mean, I don't care if I see Stonehenge or the Big Bang or Big Big Ben or whatever it's called. I just want the hardcover. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it's cool that you have always been a medical lover because Absolutely. Sarah and I, from doing the podcast and like doing periodic live shows on our YouTube channel and stuff. A lot of readers are so new to it. So, like, mm-hmm. what drew you to the medical series? So, one of my favorite things about the medical series that you don't get in other lines, specifically, is the heroine. So, these are people that have completed medical school, they've completed EMT school, they've completed veterinary school. These are 
more mature heroines. I feel mm-hmm. like you know they're they're in their early 30s. There's even some books where there's some older ones in their 40s and closer to 50. And I feel like that makes the conflict so much more real because they they've already gone through all of their schooling. They've already started their career. For them to make what whatever change it is, it's it feels much more real to me because they're they're cemented in what they've done. Yeah. It's not like, okay, well I could pick up and move. Like, no, I've put, you know, five, six, seven years of my life into this career. Mm-hmm. And I just think it makes for me like such a much stronger heroine. And I love strong heroines. And I think the medical books are just fantastic about that. And the other thing about that, I mean, there's so much variety in a medical line. Like people are like, oh, medical. Hospital. I think it's one thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's not true. I mean, there's there's midwife stories, which are fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's veterinary stories. Yes, they are my favorite. <laughs> um, there's a, there's exotic locations. There's the yes. the locum ones. Really enjoying that squeaky toy. I know. Hold on. Let me take it away. I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. She keeps pulling them up. I don't know where she gets them from. <laughs> She's very smart. <laughs> and she knows it. Yeah. And Jenny is just, yeah, she's she's doing her she's doing a good job of doing what she's supposed to do. She's That's like, right. That's right. She's a good doggo. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. But I just I think with the medical lines, like it's it's so diverse and different. Yeah. Like you can you can pick one up and be like, okay, well, what am I feeling like today? Do I want to talk about a hospital setting? Ooh, I'd like to go on a Caribbean cruise with this one. And so you'll, you'll read that one. And I just, I don't know. Medicals are just, they're, they're, they're my cup of tea. I love them. If, if you make me pick a line, that's it. And, and I listen to y'all's, y'all's uh, category, y'all's podcast. I'm like, read more medicals. Everybody read more medicals. They have some amazing authors. I think we were both fairly new, right? We, we were, had, yeah. We even though I've been really reading that much. Harlequin for 20 years I always shied away from the medicals but now I am really like since the podcast I'm like these are so good why was I sleeping on these you know like (laughs) and I mean kind of a spoiler for Juliet's episode but you really put it into perspective for both of us like if you enjoy small town romance you will enjoy the medical series and when you said that I was like I mean fresh off of having read your book I was like Oh my gosh, that makes sense. And I do love small town romance. It does yep. make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes in really exotic locations. So yeah, and <laughs> it, it's really fun because you get you get all of that. You know, I've set mine. I have one set in Alaska, and um, my one that comes out in October is set in the South Pole, and the one you know Washington D.C. And you have them like they're they're really set all over all over the place. So Anne McIntosh mm-hmm. sets her sometimes in like the Caribbean. Oh, she, and she's just. Seriously, read Anne McIntosh. She's mm-hmm. amazing. But um. what I like that what the series is the series does is even if it is set in like Washington, DC, and mm-hmm. this is a small town big city thing that I gripe about all the time. So listeners <laughs> are probably like, here she goes again. But the medical <laughs> series is like, okay, even though it is set in Washington, DC, mm-hmm. you can make a big city feel like a small community. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yep. Yeah. And I feel, and once you told us that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I, we're hooked. Yeah, we're hooked. Absolutely. I, I feel Absolutely. like it has that stigma, like like you said, Becca, like people are like, oh, medical. But then like, ER, like Grey's Anatomy is so it's popular. <laughs> like, obviously yep. people enjoy 
And if you go back with the history of Harlequin back to the old days, the 50s and 60s, when Betty Neils was writing for them, every book took place in a hospital, Mm -hmm. every single one. And it was a nurse and a doctor. I mean, they were, that was their bread and butter back in the day. So why it seems like a weird thing now, because this is where they got their start in a way, you know, and they're fun. I like them. It really bugs me that like, they're not in the store though. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the listener cannot see the um motion that my sister just here. made where she's just like no yeah. <laughs> okay, okay you so- did actually used to be able to get them in the store, mm-hmm. the store um because when becca was overseas i used to send um boxes and i would pick up the medicals that i knew she would like and then my husband would pick up usually they were presents or blaze and he would pick up the ones that the titles were just complete the blaze titles were always amazing oh gosh yes like just like completely out there and he would pick them up (laughs) because and he would pick them up completely based on the title never bothered to read the back like just what title did he think would make becca smile and that would go in the box (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so can we talk about it a little bit okay so becca you were in the military what did you do uh, i was a military police officer were you in the army yes you were that is so cool because i was an air force police officer <laughs> so okay but i wasn't reading catalog i wasn't really i found romance towards the end of like being in the military so how was it being in like a really male career field and like reading romance because <laughs> like military romances are so popular and i'm like mm-hmm. you guys just don't know like what it's actually like in that life it is not sexy <laughs> so i really have a hard time reading the military romances because as juliet will tell you i'll call her and be like this is not right <laughs> like do some research this is not right <laughs> but it I mean, especially like in a, in a deployed environment, like there's so much stuff that, you know, I couldn't control. And I was like, there's one thing I could. And, you know, at the end of the category romance, I'm going to have the happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was so important because like the way I describe the category romances to some people, I'm like, why do you read this? I'm like, well, what are you watching on Netflix? What movies are you watching? A category mm-hmm. romance a well-written one is just a, ro- a rom-com movie in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of a rom-com movie, you feel great. You're like, oh, that was two hours well spent. I feel happy. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like at the end of a category romance. And especially, you know, when you're surrounded by a lot more masculine, masculinity, sometimes it's really great to read about these strong female heroines. And I really like that. And I will say that, you know, Juliet's husband's from the book she sent me. I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I learned to open the boxes in my own little tents away from everything else. (laughs) And then, you know, they would send stuff for me to pass out to my soldiers. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. (laughs) Open this box in here first. Oh my gosh, that would make a, the a most amazing YouTube video, like soldiers right? reading Blaze. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Right it was your commentary. Yeah, it was something. And I think that's when, besides uh, the first couple I read, I think that's when I actually started reading some more historicals because some mm-hmm. of the titles really jumped out at uh, Juliet's husband. Mm-hmm. 
He's a title guy. <laughs> and I'm not a big historical fan except for Vikings, which I know I've heard one of you is not a big Viking fan. <laughs> <laughs> Were you reading Harlequin historicals or just yes. historicals? In ge- okay. 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 Harle- yeah. I-, I took like, so I love category romance, but I also, you know, like mystery books and military mm-hmm. history. And mm-hmm. after an event happened very early on the deployment, I was like, nope, not reading any of those anymore. Need something mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. So I stopped reading all those. I was like, what do you, I'm only reading category romances for the next 14 months. <laughs> so how so did just you, because you said, Juliet, that she is kind of how you started reading them. So how did that happen? So during her first, uh, during her deployment, um, I was pregnant with my youngest, with my oldest. And yep, I, I'm having problems with words today. Uh, <laughs> our new puppy like, no, is not, not kid, sleeping <laughs> as well as he should be, and he's keeping us up at night, which is causing the brain to misfire. There you so, go. <laughs> uh, but when I was when I was pregnant with Evie, um, she tried to come at 26 weeks, um, which mm-hmm. was terrifying, mm-hmm. and I was put on bed rest, and so. Uh, you don't realize just how many hours there are in a day until you can't leave your bed (laughs) and you can only watch so much TV. Uh, and I could no longer go to the store to get the books for Becca. So my husband would go and get them and bring them home, um, with very specific requirements. We couldn't, like if FaceTime had been a thing then, then it would have been easier for him to (laughs) show me the title. Yeah. And so then I would read, I would read the books first and then put them in the box um, because they would really help pass the time because there was only so much at that time, the show toddlers and tiaras was big. (laughs) And I watched that. And after I got off bed rest, I tried again and I was like, I just can't. Um, But there was like only so much TV that I could watch. And I had read category of romance. Like I talked about um, from my mom, like I sold them from Mm -hmm. my mom's shelf, but then college happened and life happened and I just kind of got kind mm-hmm. of got away from them. I was still reading a lot of historical romance, so Tessa Dare and Courtney Milan and those and those books, but not so much category. So yeah, actually stealing and reading Becca's categories before I sent <laughs> before we sent them um kind of helped me stay sane while I was trying very hard. And I will say Eve was born at 39 weeks and she's happy and healthy now. Like everything is great. Um but yeah, that was it was terrifying. And so like I only had so many steps a day that I was allowed to take, um, mm. you know. So yeah, so I stayed in bed and I read category romance a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh! As much as I'm like, I would love to be on bed rest. I'm like, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> like, given an excuse to relax, and then you're like, there's only so much relaxing a girl can do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I had COVID last year and I oh. quarantined away from my family for ten days so that they didn't catch it. And even like those ten days, like in my room where like I could like do pretty much anything, I was like, wow, I'm going stir crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for about a day. And yep. then you're like, nope. What can I what can I do? Let me out. <laughs> So So. let's talk about, okay, for listeners who haven't read, read one before, you mentioned Becca that you enjoyed the American romance series. How would you describe that to anyone who has not read Mm -hmm. one before? Cowboys. Thank you. Campfires. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes. Flannel? Small town. Small town. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were the first series I got into, like the first major series I got into, and I still love them. So are they basically heartwarming-ish? Do you read heartwarming? Do I read heartwarming? There's not a line I don't read. Okay. Okay. There's lines I don't. There's lines I don't enjoy as much that I don't seek out. Yes. But what I found too is like there are, there are authors that, that write across lines, mm-hmm. and some of these most of these authors are just fantastic. So mm-hmm. I will follow authors across lines to to mm-hmm. be able to read their books. Okay. But I think there's a difference between heartwarming and an American romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's definitely a heat difference because heartwarming stays in a very big, a very little box. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I know like there's people talk closed door, open door. I have a little different opinion on that. My my range is closed door, up against the window. <laughs> like I think that's the way you have to look at the lines because yeah. some of them are very much up against a window. Yep. <laughs> and and heartwarming is is usually much more of a closed door mm-hmm. and that's not always the case um for the american romance lines Ooh. and i think too like like one like the american romance lines like um the rebels series was just so many books amazing books but you don't really see that in heartwarming you don't really see like one series that goes that long and stretches that long across it yeah. Rebels was Linda Warren, wasn't it? Yes. Thought so. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've read them. <laughs> they're fantastic. My favorite was Colton. Oh. I just, there, there was just something about that line, and I remember when it ended, I was, I, I think it was the same time Blaze ended, and I'm like, what are you people doing to me? Because I think it was like a free shot. It was Blaze, American Romance, reader. <laughs> and Special, or Super Romance, and I'm like, I'm sitting here just dumbstruck. Like th- those were my three favorite lines and they were all going kaputs. I mean, I agree with you though. I think there is some vast differences between heartwarming and American romance. You are seeing some of the same authors. I know um, Kathy Jillian Thacker uh, um, and Kathy yeah. McDavid are both writing for heartwarming, but you're right. It's very closed doors. I mean, it's not even near the door. It's that's how closed door it is. <laughs> not even there's, there's near no the door. door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that our new way of describing it? It's, there's, there's not even near the door. It's not even near the door. It's just a, it's you know, you're like standing my, across the street looking at the door. My, like my husband jokes about the Amish world because I don't mind the Amish ones every now and then, and my husband always jokes going, "Oh, are they showing ankle? Like, you know, what's the heat level in this? Right?" Like, I'm like, we yep. need to we need to have someone on that reads the Amish romances because I I want to talk to them. I feel like. I have not read one of those yet for my own personal reasons. I mean, they're Um, clearly not for everybody. However. Yeah. But I, they obviously people love them because they're, you know, they put up multiple ones every month. Yeah. 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 It's like four, four every month. Yes. At least. Yeah. At least. So I wanted to ask about the eBooks because I am also a big eBook reader from Harlequin. I know Bree's just getting into it, but I am on the Harlequin Connections group on Facebook. And I know when the Glose app was released, people were not happy about it. <laughs> so do about you like with your app? subscription? Yeah, the, the app that we use. So with your mm-hmm. subscription, Becca, do you get them 
they go to the Glose app, right? Yes. What are your thoughts? Like, do you like the app? Like, how long have you been reading the eBooks from Harlequin is my bigger question. Um, so I used to just buy them on like the Google, um, okay, like the Google sites. But let's see, I can, I can show the date that I that I first bought them on the, the Glose one. Um, <laughs> this is a two. So I started doing this in um, like 2019. Okay, it's when I have some of the books on here. I know the app is not the same theme, but no, so I rebought some of them. Mm -hmm. But I really started full time on the Glose app um, over the pandemic. Of course, yeah. of course. So it's it's not a bad app, mm -hmm. but I will say the interface takes some getting used to to mm -hmm. figure out where all your books are and the different shelves. And yes. sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, where's my book? It's not on this one. I'm like, oh, I must have put it on a shelf. My bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the Glose app is bossy. It's okay. very bossy. Yeah. It, hey, girl, you haven't read your 15 pages today. And I'm like, I'm doing the dishes. <laughs> it is bossy, but it keeps me on my, to my toes. I'm like, I'm going to read my 15 pages today, Glose. I mean, so I actually just started using the app because I found out from you guys, actually, that you could get that Harlequin Rewards program, which Hello. I didn't know about. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. So I just started using the app and I'm with you, Brie. I have had, I have had it, like it sings a ding and it's like, hey, you haven't read your pages today. And I'm like, I am on deadline, back off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing the books that go onto this app. <laughs> no, I, I understand all that, but you know, you can go into the settings and change and turn that, it right? Yes. <laughs> but I'll feel guilty. <laughs> but it's, it's telling like me to read and I feel like thing. I should read more. So I feel bad turning the app off. Yes, I, there are some times I'll get it chill. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard book. Stop talking to me. I've been reading ebooks from the Harlequin website since 2010 because I oh, got my nice. first e reader in 2010. And the first place I went when I bought the e reader was Harlequin. I'm like, oh, I can get ebooks here. And back in the day, they used to allow you to download them to your own computer and then upload oh. them to whatever device you wanted. And I think that's where a lot of the issue is with some of the people who've been reading them for a while. Because now it's like, again, just like you're doing with Amazon or Kobo or Barnes and Noble, you're renting the book, mm. right? Like you don't own that book. You, you're, if they remove it, they, you know what I mean? But what I love about the Glow app, to be honest, is the text to speech. I've gotten into that. I'll lay in bed at night with my headphones right, in definitely. and do one of the coloring apps. On my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a relaxing way to end the evening. But yeah, uh, so you're happy with ebook subscriptions? Because I've been thinking about doing that again. I just can't pick a line. That's my problem. I want all of them. I know. Why can't you Why can't you mix up? Right? I, why can't I say I want one medical, one romance, one heartwarming? Just give me I one of each and I'll box. pay $20. <laughs> yeah. Julia and I have talked about that. And I've said I, I, I feel like I should have an option of a one because you get like um, special editions, you get six books. Yes. I want to pick six box subscription. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can pick five lines or four lines and I get six books, at mm -hmm. least one book from each line. Mm -hmm. But then I'd have to give up my medicals that I get every month. And that's <laughs> not something I'm willing that's to do. Happening. So I'd have to get medicals and a pick yeah. six box. Yep. And my special editions. Yep. I was going to say, you're going to so, give up your special editions. We all know you're not giving up your special yeah, no. editions. Those are my favorite. The, so, every month, they're the ones I look at first. <laughs> if anyone that works in the subscription subscription service 
with Harlequin is in your knitting circle. In your knitting circle. Tell them that we like to talk to them about this. That's right. <laughs> making, I making actually it an think option. this is a real crackerjack idea. I really do, <laughs> and I think I think you could I think you could put together one of those like subscription boxes. Because I mean, subscription boxes you see them all the time out on the internet, right? Like, are For you sure. a writer? Here's your subscription box. We'll send you a new pen and a mug or whatever. It's like you could so do this for Harlequin with the categories and be like, mm-hmm. what are we feeling like this month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you follow the Harlequin publicity team, like every month they release like three or four books that these are the ones that they're highlighting. That could be the subscription box. Like here's mm-hmm. your three or four titles. It's random. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's yeah, just something right. about getting something in the mail or if it's an, even an ebook, I'll be happy with ebooks and opening it and going, Ooh, what did I get? You know, it's, yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> we need I more was of that. excited to see that we had a medical in one of the publicity. I was, yeah, that was boxes. really cool to see. I think like last month, I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Tina Beckett's <laughs> book, isn't it? Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> if you are not into medicals and you want to get into them, start with Tina Beckett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then go to Tracy Douglas. We're talking to her. Read, read Juliet Highland. Yes, of course. <laughs> Thanks of course. for throwing me in at the end, sis. I appreciate oh, and, it. And by the way, if you have time. <laughs> My sister writes them as well. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> okay. So it was that one, I think. Yes, yes that, that was it. It's gorgeous. Good Ugh. book. Okay. Let's talk special edition. Yeah. Who are some of your favorites from special edition? What do you love about special edition? <clears throat> Okay, the best part about special edition, in my opinion, is the series. I want to be able to follow over, like, that's just the best part. I mean, how many fortune books are there now? I mean, they're everywhere. They're located in Texas. They're located in uh, in Florida. They're located in somewhere in New Orleans. They're everywhere. I love love the series. That's that's one of my favorite things. I get very upset when the series ends, like... um, Wickham's Fall just ended. Yes. By, I think it's uh, Rochelle Akers. Allers. Allers, sorry. Mm-hmm. Such a good series. Oh my goodness. Delicious. It's a great series. Um, the Montana Ma- Mavericks, because I have to get my Cowboys in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but special editions, I, I, I can't, I don't think I can put like my finger, like what's the best part about it. They're just fantastic books. Like mm-hmm. they, they very much like the first chapter, like, Oh, I've got to keep reading. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. like that the, uh, they, they seem to always be kind of a dichotomy between the hero and the heroine. Like there's not something that they would normally be pushed together. Mm-hmm. So there's always some sort of event taking place that pushes them into a spot that, that they can, they can realize this could be their halfway ever after that you don't totally see in different lines. Cause those are something, oh, you know, we, we work in, in this area or we're traveling in this spot. We're both on, you know, this location. But oh, special editions are great, yes. And I do love their new covers. They're so good. Aren't they gorgeous? They are bringing it. They're so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Also, if we're talking special edition, the Montana Mavericks with Kathy Douglas. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like that fake. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to remember now. Like my... My brain just went blank on what it was, but it was it was like a fake relationship. And I can see the cover. And, oh, my God. I loved Kathy Douglas on her Montana Mavericks. A, man, a Mavericks baby arrangement. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Oh, my gosh. It was like September of last year. I was, oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. When we talked to Nina Crespo, we were talking 
it was a Fortunes of Texas spinoff, right, yes. Sarah? And I'm like reading the book and I'm like, yeah, I think it's like the fourth book in the series. And she's like, oh no, honey. Right. <laughs> the Fortunes of Texas is like 20 years worth of books. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh. You got some other ones. To- but the beauty part is, is that they break them down into those six book increments. So you can just yes. pick up those six books and not feel like you need to read back 20 years, which is great. What about... Like, do you like anything from Desire? I do. Um, let's see. So I wrote I wrote on a piece of paper here. That's why I awesome. keep looking over there. Sorry. <laughs> she has, she has I love notes. It. I do. Oh, yeah. all your notes. I do have notes. Because I was like, well, so Desire. Okay. I like um, The Christmas Proposition. Ooh, it's a okay. really good book. And the Dallas Billionaires Club trilogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a great. Because, again, series yes like if if you write a series i'm probably gonna read it i I don't i don't know why i just i just i like to i like to follow it through and like but i will say do not write a series and not give me an epilogue Like, uh, authors, if you do this, I will get the phone call as if there's something I can do about it. And right. it's, it's a whole thing. It is. It's a whole thing. If you're oh going to write a happily ever after, I need an epilogue. I, I mean, it just, it just is. It is what it is. I, I, I need that closure. And when she doesn't get it, wow. <laughs> she has thoughts. And she thinks that everybody's in your knitting yeah, circle. Right. And you can fix it. But see, Although there the- are some people that are now in my knitting circle that she's like, have them Yay! stop commenting on your stuff. It's making me mad. <laughs> it's not just that, Juliet. It's when you're like, here, look at this message from this person that you love their books. And she like puts it in my, I'm like, thanks. Thanks. Yes, you know, I would love to meet them. Stop. She's like, Guess you, I had a conversation today with, and I was like, stop it. <laughs> I get to write a book with Scarlett Wilson. I was like, please stop. Just stop. I'm going to have a Zoom call with her. <sighs> well, I was going to say, Scarlett Wilson's in your knitting circle, but we know she's in Juliet. So, I mean, just saying, Sister Becca loves your books. You know? <laughs> okay. What about presents? Okay, so my presents are really good. I just I just finished one last night, actually. What did you finish? Um, let's see. The one I finished was Cinderella's uh, Royal Secret by. Oh, that's okay. on my to be read list. Lynn Graham. Mm. So I I really love like so my top three of these ones are the the Christmas Princess Swap, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Royal Pregnancy Test and the Queen's Impossible Boss. These are all three. Like, even if you didn't just tell us they were presents, they're presents. Like, yeah. Those are presents. <laughs> you can pick a presents title, and you just know that you're getting a presents, and you know you're getting that like exotic location mm-hmm. with like everybody. Like, it's uh, yeah, the fantasy element of those what do y'all think it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, what do you think it is about Cinderella? in romance but in specifically category Mm -hmm. romance like what about her story lends it so well to these books i think when when you're when you're thinking about the cinderella aspect i think what is great about the category romance is everybody kind of has a different idea of what cinderella's happily ever after is so for some people it's living in the in the huge castle and some people it's marrying the prince and some people it's the family idea Mm -hmm. 
And I think Presents kind of hits on all three of those. And within this, they do pick, not ridiculous, but things that are not not in the norm that a normal everyday person would be like. So when you read these books, you get to feel like, for a little bit, okay, I, I can see this life. I'm, I'm getting a little bit of, of a view of how it would be. And I think that's what, what really does with the Cinderella stuff. But yes, if it has Cinderella in it, I'm probably going to pick it up. <laughs> I might not read it right away, but I'm going to pick it up for later. Yeah. I think it's also part of that like idea of someone that can come in and just kind of magically wipe away like all of like the monetary because like so many issues in everyday life, right, are about the fact that you don't have the money to be able to do whatever or to pay the bills or like that is like so relatable to most people. And I think that idea of someone being able to come in and like kind of snap those problems away can be a really nice escape when it's the first of the month and the bills are on the front door. <laughs> what about Love Inspired? So I've read several Love Inspired recently. It's it's a newer one for me. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I didn't like it before, but I wasn't. I was like, ah, well, I don't see anything else. So I would grab a Love Inspired if I liked it. But they've been really good lately. So I like the... um. The ones I've been reading right now, they're the, what's it called? Um, the True Love Double Name Matchmakers. Okay. Okay. So like the, it's, it's by uh, Lisa Carter. And so like the two that I like of that series so far is, is A Chance for the Newcomer and Stranded yeah. for the Holidays. Was it about forced proximity, man? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Th- those, those are, well, Chance for the Newcomer is not forced proximity. It's because she buys her own restaurant in town but it's you know she changes it that it's been in a little it's a small town romance it's been the same forever and she changes it has this what i enjoy about them is like i mean you know there's not going to be any steam on the page right so in like i've always had it up it made up in my mind like the majority of the romance reading community wants steam, you know, but that's one thing Sarah and I have talked about a lot. Like, well, no, there's also like a really huge population that doesn't want that at all. And when you take that out of it, like I think sex on the page definitely serves a purpose. I mean, there are some books out there where it's just on there for no reason, but for the most part, it is there for a reason or whatever. But with Love Inspire, like my most recent read was by Danica Favorite, which spoiler, we talked to her about the book. Um, and it was so emotional and you just really got to know the characters. You really got to see why they didn't believe the relationship wouldn't work. And then when it happens at the end it was just so believable and it felt Mm -hmm. so deserved so I do feel like that's a series that I think a lot of people are like oh it's like Mm faith-based I'm not gonna touch it but like you know you can kind of just I I don't know like Sarah one thing Sarah and I have talked about a lot is like regardless of because we know Love Inspired is very North American Christian Mm -hmm. focused but I think that you whatever your belief is you can kind of tailor it and continue on to read the book. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? But yeah, like I, I really, I, I really enjoy them. So I just, I mean, I want to shout out to Love Inspired and they're doing some big things over there. So <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing those. I think it's a series that's definitely worth checking out, especially if you want that like emotional journey. What about the suspense? Like not just the Love Inspired suspense, but like intrigue and because rom- those are my bread and butter. <laughs> 
Those are Sarah's yes, babies. I, love <laughs> I am a wimp. I don't I'm know like how you do an it so much. Watching CSI, like this is my. Life. <laughs> so the the Harley Quinn intrigue, the the Outsider series, yes, uh, by Ellie James, mm-hmm. so good, mm-hmm. so good. Um, it's. I'm trying to think. And then like the the romantic suspense. Yes. I just read one of those um under the agent's protection. Okay. That was very good. I think I think those are kind of ones you have to have in the right headspace because mm-hmm. I can't read one of one of these books and then stop and read another book in between. Okay. Like I have to I have to stay with that book because some of the some of the plot lines because you know there is there is mystery and mm-hmm. intrigue and different elements of these books that you don't find other places. I have to be able to really follow the when when I'm reading these ones. But I mean some of them they're they're just once you get past the the elements of of the different part of the romance book, it's 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 truly just a romance book just with different elements to kind of heighten the reading experience. I Means so like one of them is it's the uh the it, the love inspirational suspense. It's the the garden the babies, guarding the babies by Sandra Robbins. Yes. Such a good yeah. book. But I mean if you took off the cover the 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 line on the top it would just be a picture of a rancher and a lady next to him both holding twin babies and you would never know what line that was i'm with you though brie it's not really my big but i did read decoding um de- it's both the behavioral analysis oh yes unit that they have yeah uh, decoding a criminal bob uh barb mm-hmm. and that was that was really good but i did get i don't know my heart raced in a very different way so there are times i'm like i just <laughs> I need something just it's not quite but I so I'm with you Bree sometimes I'm like oh, I don't know yeah intrigue is kind of scary <laughs> if you read if you love like the Montana Mavericks and you know those long running have you read the Colton series through romantic suspense I did a whole video like read bliss reach out to me and said would you do a video on this I'm like how long can it be because the series is 20 years old <laughs> This will be part one of a seventeen series podcast I, on the Colton series. And I did, I did the video for them, and she came back. She's like, "You owned most of those," and I'm like, "Yes, I do own most of those." Like I had like a snack. Right? <laughs> yeah, I thought. I always think about that. Like that. That's the equivalent in my mind to the Fortune series or the Montana Maverick. Yes. You know what I mean? Where you're getting these mini series within, and the Colton nine one one series, I have been loving. It's been. So oh, yeah. Check those out. There's a new one coming out. Yes. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> Where do you think your love of series stems from? Whew. Honestly, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, most of the books I read in general, besides the military history books, are in fact series. I mean, I love the, uh, the okay. Alphabet Murders um, by Sue Grafton. I, I like the, um, the Patricia Cornwell books, the mystery books, where it's all about one individual person. So I think especially with Happily Ever Afters, like what some of the, what these authors do such a great job of is making the outer characters seem real and important. And so then I want to hear about those outer characters. And so it's just crazy, but Juliet will, will entertain this or sometimes I'm reading a series like, hey, I just started a series. I bet this person's next. <laughs> And if they're not, then she's upset. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that's kind of fun. Then I'm like, Where? I, I want this person's story. Where's their book? Well, that's like something. So Sarah and I have, again, talked about. We talk all the time, obviously, listeners. Um, 
but like growing up like she read like sweet valley high i read goosebumps and like you know so we're like for her specifically it's like this is how i became a lover of books in a series because as a kid i was like i don't know like 80s and 90s series were so huge so i was just wondering like what were you reading as a kid and do you think that kind of became why you like following a series i mean maybe like i I remember reading the boxcar uh kids books and like yeah. now as an adult, I'm like, oh no! <laughs> Why are they living like that? These three kids, so, like, yeah. <laughs> these siblings, like living in a boxcar train. <laughs> yeah, I gave them to my oldest, and like she started, like she, we were reading them together, and she was like, "This is really sad." And I was like, "It is. I don't remember <laughs> this being so tragic when I was a child." <laughs> Because then it was just so cool. Right. Like, they don't have any parents. It's just them living in a train. Oh <laughs> They're orphans in a train. Like, <laughs> So, okay. Did you – what? We talked intrigue. We talked romantic suspense. Oh, we've we skipped skip paranormal. Any? You will not find paranormal here. Okay. So, all right. We're on that train together. Okay. <laughs> Julia loves paranormal. And I think she likes to torture me. By calling to discuss her paranormal books. The one <laughs> there's she's a faded reading, mates for you. I just haven't found it. No, no, there's not. There's not a faded mate for me. And I'm never gonna oh, read no. a book where somebody keeps okay. a jar of tongues in the bedroom. That's not a hero I can root for. Like I don't that's the current book she's reading. <laughs> okay, okay. Why no paranormal? Sister Becca, tell us. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. I like, I, I don't like the Twilight books or movies or whatever it is. Juliet made me listen to a podcast about Twilight. <laughs> it was two hours of my life. I will never get that. And I had to listen to that just to get her to watch an amazing movie. But I, Also, this was like three years ago, so you can see how we're still upset about it. Yes. Still upset. <laughs> but I just... I, I don't I don't like them. I mean, because Juliet's like, oh, you'll find one. I mean, this wolf, you know, it gets sick when it can't smell its mate or the wolf gets weak. And I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, we'll have phone conversations and I'll just start and be like, if you could see, like, my eyes are not are not able to roll any farther back in my head right now. Please stop talking about faded mates. But she <laughs> loves them. Mm-hmm. She love faded mates. <laughs> and I just, I, I can't get behind paranormal I, I don't I don't like vampires. I think I think some of the things is that what, what frustrates me sometimes, and I think I've heard y'all talk about it on your podcast, is when you make that world, you can kind of create your own rule. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's not the rules. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so it's we're in 2021. We're maybe at the end of a pandemic. I don't really think we are. But whatever. So we've been living this pandemic life. A lot of readers have been binging and loving historical because it's a form of like, you know, escape. Right. But for me, I have found that same feeling with paranormal. So, I mean, if we can bend the rules with historical (laughs) We can There's a big the difference between bending the rules in a historical Becca. where would this duke actually marry this maid to this guy's actually a werewolf and can fly. You know, like 
There were only so many Dukes. They weren't hot. They did not have abs. Let's talk about how they actually got their money. We like Like, romanticize historical. Yeah. And sometimes you just need a hot fae. I mean, it's just how it goes. Juliet, jar of tongues. Okay, so real quick, we are talking about Gina Showalter's new book, Heartless. And I'm going to do a quick plug. Um, It's amazing. It's her new, it's the start of her new series. If you like Faye and you understand that Faye is brutal, because Faye can be very brutal, you need to go and read this book. Yes, the hero does keep the jar, the tongues of his enemies in jars in his bedroom. Okay, that's a thing. Um, But the heroine's okay with it, which is a whole other I'm with you, Becca. I love Gina Showalter, don't get me wrong, but I'll steer away from that one. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's so good. Like, I could not put it down. And I was texting her back and forth on this, and all she would comment was, was, I don't know what you expect me to say. It is so, like, but seriously, as far as, like, like it's her new, it, he is, like, the hero is actually called the unhinged one. Like, that's how it opens. Like, I mean, like, it's it's something, but it's, I I couldn't put it down. It was so good. <laughs> and Becca will never pick it up. And then, then she chastised me because I thought she said fairies, not fae. She's like, oh, they're not fairies, they're fae. <laughs> is that not the same thing? How, how would I know? What's the difference? Because every time someone <laughs> says fae, they read a fae book, I'm picturing Tinkerbell. Is that not the thing? No, <laughs> no, these are not Tinkerbell. Uh-uh. Okay, okay. Juliet, school us, school us listener and listeners who may not know, what is the difference? <laughs> I'm glad you said it, Sarah, because I have mm. never known either. <laughs> and I used Who's to hear it on YouTube why all is the she time. Her like, own story. story. <laughs> <laughs> so Faye, F-A-E. Typically is more kind of along um what I would say is probably more the Celtic tradition of okay. Uh, don't mess with like seriously these are not creatures to be messed with these are these are the uh creatures of old that if you give them respect they will respect you back and if you don't they may take your tongue and put it in a jar <laughs> screw trophies and you know bragging rights and street cred right i want your tongue <laughs> they are they're war they're warriors they're mm-hmm. i mean they're just but they're immortal so that's okay or mostly immortal. And I think when you think of, I think most people nowadays, when they think of like fairies, like when the term fairy comes out, a lot of times what you think about is Tinkerbell. Yeah. And you know, that kind of the Disney kind of mentality of, of Fae and mm-hmm. in, in re, like in stories of Fae, like if you go back to like, you know, your old fairy tales and things, these really are like creatures that you are not, that you are not okay. to mess with. And there are still places in the world where people like respect, like, the idea that there may be fake creatures out there and you just, you leave them be. Oh yeah. Stealing babies. Like the old, like you said, the old Celtic tradi- traditions, excuse me, but I just can't get out of my head, I guess. Cause I've studied a lot on the Celtic history and, and fairy tales and things, but I'm still picturing something that looks like a Keebler elf. And I'm like, that just doesn't seem scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I have to get that out of my head and get in like what actually the author is envisioning of this character. Right. So that's on me. Yeah. That's not on the author. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, and I really, I think Faye are kind of having their moment right now. You yeah. see that, like, you see that in paranormal all the time, right, Brie, where you have, mm-hmm. like, things that shift. Like, you'll have vampires and then shifter, shifters were very big for a while. It feels like shifters are kind of fading kind out of for right now. Away. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, shifting away, sir. I like that. Um, now, Faye are kind of are kind of having their their rise too, and I think there's particularly when you're looking at like the the escapism factor. If these are creatures again that are similar similar if you think about it kind of to vampires and the fact that they don't age they're mm-hmm. always beautiful they typically either have a lot of money or in a world where money doesn't matter so you have that kind of escapism there so you kind of get some of those similar um and they're also willing to do whatever they want to protect those that they love and if you're on that enemy's side of the house then you don't really matter I mean, you don't want your tongue on the nightstand. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I will say, so it's a really interesting, without giving anything away, the hero is one of the fake kings and the heroine is actually a gamer. So she's a gamer in the real world and she has a heart condition and she needs a heart transplant. And she actually ends up getting the heart of a fairy princess. Of course. And she turns into a fae. Because... Yeah. Because of the heart transplant. But she's been... <laughs> Becca is faking her. I might actually read this one. <laughs> Sarah, let's read it together. Right. Who is Faye and why is she having yeah. a moment? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, But it's... She turns into this Faye. But because she has been a gamer and she has gamed in, like, Faye reminiscent, like, games, when she goes into this other world, she kind of treats it as, like game like like how do I survive this because I've always survived it playing the game how do I use those same rules to survive this and get back home and of course instead of getting back home she falls in love with the fake king and then becomes a queen in her own right which is awesome and like takes people out it's amazing um and gets her own sharp tongue <laughs> It was a wedding gift. not a thing. Um, (laughs) What's a girl to do when she has the heart of a fairy princess? That's right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, like, it's really – so, yeah, but it's it's definitely, like, I had never – I've never seen that done with, like, a game – do you know what I mean? Like, a gamer. Like, this woman is a gamer, and now, because of the heart transplant, she also becomes – I don't know. I, I loved the idea behind it, so, and then literally couldn't put it down. I read it in, like, a day and a half. So when you need to turn writer brain off, what categories, books, or authors are you reading and calling Becca and being like, Becca, have you read this? And she's probably like, I got it in my subscription box. (laughs) I haven't started it yet. Like, what are you reading and then reaching out Mm -hmm. to Sister Becca about? (laughs) So I still read, even though I write them, I still read a ton of medicals. Um, It's where... Once I started down that road, I just really so I will read, I, I'll read almost all of them uh, at some point. But I love reading. I like Becca. I love reading Tina Bucket and Tracy Douglas, um, and Macintosh is another that's just mm-hmm. I love Anne stuff and Scarlett Wilson. Honestly, just any of them. Um, so I'll read, <clears throat> I'll read those. But sometimes after writing a medical, I feel like I need to take a little bit of a step back. And so usually then what I do is step into the historical line. Um, I love the historical line. Uh, Jenny Fletcher in the historical lines, Um, Michelle Stiles. They did. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually pulled it up so that I can make sure I had it too. The sons of Seagird books that they did. Um, Michelle Stiles wrote, I think book three of that, but it's conveniently wed to the Viking 
Like it was so like, it's just so good. Like it's just like, it's just so good. And so I'll step in, I'll step into the historicals. I do, I'm a huge fan of Vikings, um, medieval. I'll read Regency too. Uh, and then also I love the presents line of just like, just pure escapism. And I feel like romance, the romance line is that way too. And so I'll step into that, particularly now that Rachel Stewart writes for them instead of writing for Dare, I just followed her right over to the romance line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just skipped <laughs> along to wherever Rachel was going to go next. Pretty much. And now we follow each other on Instagram and I like fangirled out when that happened. I was like, sorry, Becca, my bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, when this episode comes out, her episode would have already premiered or went live. Her episode is Saturday. So yeah, it's like go it's... listen to that. <laughs> so, the but the romance line is kind is similar to presents and that kind of escapism, but is a little bit more down to earth. You don't get quite that like they're a little more real. I hate to say realistic because I know, but presents is really kind of not realistic, right? It's that idea of like, it's just, it's fairy tale. It's contemporary yeah. fairy tale, right? It's the white knight thing that you think yeah. of when you think romance. Yeah, exactly. And, and the romance line, I I'll go there and it's, I will say, so the romance line used to be completely, as I think Sarah said earlier, um, not even like near the door. Yeah, no, it was and- completely sweet. <laughs> There's yeah, cameras and, and the door is off the hinge now, Sarah. Now, yeah, with Rachel Stewart. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Um, dude, seriously, if you've not read her Dare book, Reawakened, just, just mm-hmm. go read incredible. it. Just, yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Um, but I like that line, too. So I'll slip into, into that line. And now that that one has a little bit of a different heat level, that's been so fun to discover, to discover too. So I do, I like a little heat in my romance books. I'll read the ones that don't have the heat, but I I do enjoy it. Yeah. Like I remember when I read my first Abby Green Presents, I was in a romance fog after that, like a daze. I was like, oh my gosh, like I just want to be in the middle of a desert and an oasis and like meet a sexy stranger. Like I just could not get that book out of my head shout out to abby green (laughs) it was so good yeah and i was like sarah what is this she's like it's the fantasy she's like that is the romance fantasy right there and i'm like you're so right and when done right it's perfect it's so perfect becca did we ask you romance did we talk romance with sister becca i like romance too uh my favorite romance is um a uh um candy shepherd uh their royal baby there's a lot of babies in romance (laughs) lots there's so many babies in romance there there are but this one was odd because there was no baby on the cover no baby on the cover so there was a baby in the title but no baby in the cover and i was like people like to read babies man they really do and i'll be honest for the longest like if i saw a pregnant heroine on the cover i was like oh boy i don't know about but now it's so good I'm hooked. I have to know. Why doesn't he know that you're pregnant? How did you hide it? What's going yeah, on? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I have to know. <laughs> I think there's like a certain time period that I'm okay with. Like, unless yeah. you tried like everything possible. If it's like yeah, seven yeah. years yeah. later, you're I'm the like, villain oh, in this story. Well, you shouldn't tell them. <laughs> you're not the right heroine. heroine. You've got to have some changes and your internal conflict is mm-hmm. going to be really intense here. So what are some like misconceptions about category romance that we think should be put to rest? Because I mean, a lot of people are, it feels like it's really having a moment, which is 
amazing. People are, it seems like more people are picking them up. But for anybody that's hesitant, what do we think? What, what, what should we lay to rest here? So I think for me, what I hear a lot of is you know, people like, oh, it's, it's a stepping stone for authors. It's not great. Well, look, you are wrong. These books come out six to four a month. It can't be a stepping stone. The fact that somebody like myself wants to continuously read these books month after month after month is because the authors are so fantastic, <laughs> Julia included. It, it's not like, oh, how you dip your toe in. No, these are just fantastic authors yeah. giving us fantastic stories. And I think that's what, what I hear a lot is like, oh, well, that's just like where you where you start. And I'm like, no, these are, are great authors. You're not going to get people to keep coming back month after month after month to read what someone says, oh, it's the same book every month. It's not the same book. They're all different stories. And that's that's truly a credit to the authors to make somebody can, want to continue to come back every single month knowing, ooh, hey, I'm going to get I'm going to get a hopefully small town romance. But what's it going to be about? And I think that that's what, what is what I hear a lot is, oh, it's the same book over and over again. Oh, it is not. They are all different. It's it's a credit to the authors. And, and if, if people are, are not sure, they should try and dip their toe in. Find find a line that, that they think interests them the best or find a, a fantastic author and follow that author across different lines. And I would say as a writer of category romance, the biggest misconception that I always hear is, oh, well, Harlequin just gives you the outline, right? Uh, no. Oh. Really? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had more than one person say that. They're like, oh, well, like those are super easy because they just give you the outline, right? And then you just follow the outline. I'm like, I'm not a like, no, that's not how that like <laughs> that is not how that works at all. I mean, we do wow. occasionally have have things like when Scarlett and I did the duet together, the Harlequin medical team told us, you know, we really would like this to be such, we'd like a NICU story. We haven't mm -hmm. had one of those in a while. Like, let's do a NICU story. That was as much as we got. Yeah. <laughs> and then we picked everything else. Like, you know, and mm -hmm. we worked together to make sure that the stories will, will jive, that the sisters will go together, like all of those, all of those things. So I, yeah, if you if you think that the authors that are here are just getting they're like, oh well just they're getting a script and kind of filling it in. No, absolutely not. Medical does a great job of those paired series. They do it all the time, two book series. And they're fantastic. Sometimes the same author writes them, sometimes different authors write them, but medical does those mm -hmm. better than any line. We need medical back at the store. For Please. anyone that's for anyone that's possibly listening yes. from the Harlequin sales department or if they're in, in North your America we circle. need them in the stores. <laughs> We need them in the stores here in North mm -hmm. America, please. I would buy the heck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you, Sister Becca and Juliet for coming on. <laughs> now I feel like we have to have a challenge. Like we have to get Sister Becca to read a nocturne and love it. <laughs> I tried to do that. Boy, did I get text messages. There is a... <laughs> I didn't, there is I never a Space Cowboy series from Blaze. Maybe, maybe that. Oh. No, you know I'm not a paranormal reader, but I've been enjoying this uh, vampire cowboy thing that's going on. Although I could do with less vampire, more cowboy, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find something. We have to find something. <laughs> No, no. Before we close, I, I would be remiss as the category romance. I have no, pockets. Have to say something real quick. <laughs> Juliet died. I'm so sorry. I have to say it. In category romance, I wish people would stop writing magic sperm. True love 
does Thank not you. heal infertility. Thank magic you. sperm does not exist. That is magic Sarah sperm. in my thesis statement. Okay. Yes. Thank you. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't get us started on that rant. No, because no. And give me an epilogue. <laughs> give Becca an epilogue, people. Yes, please. <laughs> well, where can everyone keep up with you ladies online? So I am at author Juliet Highland um, everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, both on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. I'm on Instagram more than anything. I also now have a TikTok. I don't know how to use it. Um, Yay! <laughs> Becca's shaking her head. Okay, Why? I need to go check. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have no idea how to use it. Um, I'm going okay, okay, to before we move my on, kid okay. to tell me. As an author, because we're, we're wanting to capture this moment, right? Like, a lot of authors are getting on TikTok. Yeah. Is there some type of, do you feel some type of pressure to now get onto the next social media thing? So I got onto TikTok because my friend was on TikTok and she's not an author and she kept sending me TikToks about different things. And I'm not going to lie, guys, TikTok like narrows down your focus. And mm-hmm. what TikTok has decided that I want, and it's not wrong, is a whole bunch of videos about birds. Um, <laughs> and people who are pretending to be the villain's assistant. Oh, that's a thing. And there's another woman. I I can't remember her name, and I don't have my phone up here. But she does this. Like it's how I got figured out. Book talk was even a thing. She does this helpline, and she's and it's about like she pretends that like people are calling her to like complain about different like tropes and things in in the storyline and she's like care it's called character protective services what did the author do to hurt you <laughs> oh my god guys it's i will i will send you on instagram what her handle Please. is so you can put it in show notes but it's so great and like i got on that and then i realized like oh there's actually like book talk here so like i made like i think i have two videos out there they're terrible don't go looking for them um <laughs> But I actually didn't get on TikTok because I felt like I had to get to the new social media mm-hmm. thing. I got there because my friend kept texting me videos and it was just easier to look at them okay. yeah. in the app. And now I'm learning all about birds. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> and my sister didn't know I was on TikTok and I can just see the judgment in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of feel a little bit like the young people are, are like yelling at you because they're <laughs> but what are you doing here? <laughs> bird talk is amazing go check out bird bird talk, talk. talk. <laughs> who, who is Faye and why is she having a moment <laughs> still stuck on that sarah <laughs> no i mean it's one of those things like i think as 34 year old me was like i'm not getting on this i'm not getting on it and then my sister does the same thing your friend does it will be two o'clock in the morning and like she's a obsessed with one of the Kansas City Chiefs guys. I can't remember his name. He is so gorgeous. And it's always like videos of him that like somebody throws together. And I'm like, I don't care about your crush on this Kansas City Chief. Or like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I had a breakout. Well, let me send you a TikTok video that this dermatologist made. I'm like, no, is this what life has become? So yeah, I made one. I, I had to make one too. Becca, we're going to get you on there. Even Sarah has a TikTok account. Yeah, I haven't put anything on there, though. I'm I'm debating on doing, like, little quick reviews or something like that, because I'm like, what else am I going to do? Like, I'm boring as all get out. Like, nothing interesting happens. 
yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm like, I'm not create like I watch some of the other authors that are out there that like put these things together. Right. Like there's one author that she's out there and she and she's like, today she's like, I'm reminding you. She's like, here's your here's your thing. Like today I'm reminding you that um I want you to go out there and slay your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then she goes through this whole thing at the very end. She's like, and remember, frowns are for peasants. Queens slay with a smile. And I'm like, I could never come up with something like that, but like watching her do it's amazing. <laughs> I just feel like we all need a shirt that says character protective services. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on. Sister Becca, please come back on. Pick out something that you want to read with us and come talk to us about it. There is an historical that I have hauled that I'm very excited for. Is it Lottie? Lottie James? Lottie James. And it's like a gothic romance. So I don't know. You know, just throwing that out there. We can do an historical. Sister Becca, it's your pick, okay? <laughs> I mean, you you let me know. Uh, I, I I can read pretty much everything. I mean, fair except enough. Paranormal. Fair. That might be a terrible, terrible podcast. This was the, crap. End of podcast. <laughs> the more ranty, the better, okay? <laughs> I seriously want to name this episode, Who is Faye and Why is She Having a Moment? <laughs> Sarah, like, I swear most of our Wednesday episodes are based off of stuff that you say. <laughs> well, listeners, author Juliet Highland's information will be down below. And I'm sure through stalking her Instagram, you can find your way to Sister Becca. But Sister Becca will be back on the podcast. <laughs> We're going to demand it, Okay. <laughs> Okay, when does the next book come out? So we have South Pole, right? Yep. So Reawakened at the South Pole Pole is an October medical release. Yay. Okay. And then when's the next one, the duet? So the duet is currently being – it's going through its first round of edits right now. It will be out sometime um, probably – late winter early spring next year would be my guess so but i don't have an actual date for that yet awesome can i just throw this out there for like your author brain and you know if any medical editor is in your knitting circle can we get a halloween in the hospital type of story Ooh. So I I can certainly look at that i will say unlocking the ex-army doc's heart does have a halloween scene okay Got it, it takes place during the Halloween time period, and there is actually a um, costume contest. Well, can we the have the art department? Can the art department depict that on the covers, please? <laughs> <laughs> we need more Halloween romances, just in general. That's what I, I want to see. Christmas out the wazoo already, but I want Halloween. <laughs> okay, well, I did it once, and I loved it, so I'm more than happy to do it okay, again. Okay. I will chat with them and see what I can do. I'm like, I'm like Maisie Yates that way. You ask me, and I'm like, I can do that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Spread the word in your knitting circle, just saying yep, we yep. want to see some Halloween. We want. It's yep. literally about to be August. Well, when this episode comes out, it's August. And I already appalled Christmas romances. Hello. This year, so. yep. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you for listening. Be sure to check show notes. We will have links to Harlequin, Mills and Boone UK, and Mills and Boone Australia. So wherever you order books from, you can get Juliet's books. And Sarah and I will talk to you in our next episode. <laughs>